0: Your Angela Yee, I love you. 50% ratchetness. Allow them ratchets to sit down.
1: But you're like 95% ratchet. This is becoming the most prominent form for
2: him. Wake your ass up. It's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's
0: most dangerous morning show. EJ Your People's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlemagne the God. The Prince of the people. I can't believe you guys are the best kids. Collectively known as Breakfast Club Bitches.
3: USA! Hello? Hey, fam. Hey, fam. What? What's up, Yee? Guess what hey, day it up? is? Guess what day it is? It's supposed to say hump day, but...
4: Uh, it... I didn't know Charlamagne was there or not. I'm in Chicago, so I thought he was there.
3: No, he's not here yet, but it is Wednesday. is hump day, usually the drop plays, but for some reason it didn't play. You want to try again? Try again, see. Hump day! There you go, a little late. So I
4: wasn't supposed to say that.
3: No, (laughs) but it is hump day. Good morning. How's everything out in the shot?
4: First of all, it was nine degrees yesterday. Wow. A lot of ice everywhere, but we made it. I was in, first I was in Cleveland and it was snowing in Cleveland, so I wasn't sure we would make it to Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I know that I had read that Chicago O'Hare Airport is the number one airport as far as delays and canceled flights. So, I saw that the uh, flight has actually skidded off the runway because of the ice the other day. So, I was like, will we really make it to Chicago? But we did make it safe and sound. Okay. And now we're in Chicago. It's the last and final day of my lip service tour. So, tonight we have a pretty great show. Freddie Gibbs is out here because he has a show tonight. So, he's stopping through. Uh huh. Also, G Herbo, also, Anne Marie, also, Shauna, formerly from DTP. Okay. Will be on the show. So, we'll have a good time.
3: All right. Well, it is cold and today's a, a special day for me my baby girl is her birthday today Matt today's Madison's birthday oh wow she's 17. no she's 18. 18 she's
4: 18 I feel like years she old. just had her sweet 16.
3: I feel like I, I feel like she was just a little baby, but she's 18 years old. This is a wow. senior year in high school, so she's, she's excited. So uh, I'm excited to get off work, and I'm gonna pop up at her school with balloons, flowers, and all types of cool stuff. So
1: you don't have no control over her no more, B. You technically don't have to take care of her no more if you don't want to. Well, technically, in my by house, law.
3: in my house, I have control.
1: Well,
4: yeah, you're right. Fortunately, you raised raised Madison very well. So you trust her and you know she makes smart decisions. She
3: absolutely positively does make way better decisions than than me or her mom ever made. Uh, I mean, we don't know. Right now, she has for the first 18 years of her life, she has. It's just like it's just like, being, it's just like a man when
1: you know back in the day when black men used to cheat because black men don't cheat no more. Right. It's not the cheating; it's the getting caught that gets you in trouble. That is true. So as long as she don't get caught, that is true. She's
3: making poor decisions. Well, I mean, good, good decisions. Well,
4: Madison's a sweet girl. That
3: she is, and I'm keeping all you boys away from us, so don't even worry about that. I
4: know. I saw her on a date on social
3: media. You did not see on a damn date. If it was a date, it was with me or it was with her brother Logan. That's the only two guys she goes out
4: with. I saw her getting uh, in a car. Yeah, in a nice, beautiful
3: dress. Yep, I'm delusional. That's good. It's you good. See it's, that?
1: it's good for daddies to be delusional. Got to be delusional. When we start dealing with reality, then we start pulling guns on the boyfriend. There you go. And checking hymens. There you stuff go. Like you, there know you know go. what I mean? No, you don't. Don't deal with the reality. Stay delusional. I'm going to stay delusional. There okay. you go.
3: Well, presidential uh, presidential candidate for 2020, Andrew Yang will be joining us this morning. People like gang, Andrew Yang, gang.
1: especially online. I mean, it don't reflect in the polls nationally, but not uh, yet. Uh, on, online, they definitely like uh, Andrew Yang. Mm-hmm. So Yang Gang will be here. That's right. Trying to convince us that the world needs a $1,000 universal basic income, which I agree. Yep.
3: You know? It's cold outside this morning, well, isn't it? I mean, listen, it's November. They, they, said the, they said the normal temperature should be around 55 degrees, nah, not it's in the 26 degrees not or 20, 20 degrees. Well,
4: like I said, I'm in Chicago where it's 9 degrees, so... Goodness gracious. Well, listen, you know, when
3: you talk about
1: climate change and all of that type of stuff like that, like, it's going to affect the winter as well, not just the summer.
3: Mm -mm -mm. Things just don't get hot. Things will get uh, extremely cold Extremely cold. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about?
4: Yes, let's give you an update on the Clark Atlanta University student who was strangled. Now they are saying that she was strangled by her roommate's boyfriend and left in the woods, according to court documents from the Atlanta police.
3: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. This the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. What's happening? Happy Wednesday, everybody. Let's get in some front page news. Where well, we start with Yee?
4: Well, let's start with Alexis Crawford. She was the Clark Atlanta University student who was strangled by her roommate's boyfriend. We do have more information according to court documents. There's police reports. There's interview summaries. And right now what they are saying is this is what happened in the last hours of her life. According to Jordan Jones, who was Alexis Crawford's roommate and Jordan Jones's boyfriend, Baron Brantley, they did confess to investigators that they are the ones that committed the murder. Uh, Jordan Jones told police she asked Alexis to take her to a liquor store around 11.30 p.m. Hours later Alexis Crawford and Jordan Jones were engaged in a physical altercation. That's when Jones's boyfriend Baron Brantley got involved and choked the victim until she was deceased. They then put her body in a plastic bin, took her to a park and her remains were found at the park on November 8th after one of the suspects led police there. Now, Jordan Jones was a close friend of Alexis Crawford. She spent holidays with the victim's family. And at points in times, they had referred to each other as best friends. And days before her disappearance, Crawford had filed a police report describing unwanted kissing and touching from Jordan Jones' boyfriend, Brantley. That's when Brantley got booked. And he was also accused... Um, of three probation violations, and now he's also accused of murder, and he faces that murder charge right mm-mm, now. His mm-mm. next court date is November twenty second, so, so, so. and Jordan Jones is going to return to court November twenty fifth.
1: So, what was the motive?
4: Well, I guess Alexis had went to the police to report uh, sexual Brantford, assault. Yeah, for sexually harassing her, assaulting her, touching her, and they got into an altercation. Her and, and the the girlfriend, her best friend, and Brantley stepped in, and I guess it just went too far. And they ended up killing her.
1: That's why you always got to meet your your kids' friends. Because you remember back in the day, you used to come over to the house or your, your, your parents' house or your grandma's house with somebody. Correct. And they would pull you to the side and say, I don't really like that such and such boy. Mm-hmm. And usually they was right because that person was on some BS. Correct. You got to meet your, your, your kids' friends, man, just to feel their energy. All day long. You got to. All day you gotta long. You got to know who your kids is around.
4: Well, yeah, they did spend holidays together at the family's house and everything. Mm-mm, so... Mm-mm. All right, now we also have the name of the Popeye's stabbing suspect. That name has been released. The guy who allegedly stabbed somebody to death at a Popeye's has been ID by the cops. And according to the Prince George's County Police Department in Maryland, they believe that 30-year-old Rico McLean is the one responsible for the stabbing that took place last week, killing Kevin Tyrell Davis after that uh, dispute started and escalated in line. They were called to respond to that fight when they arrived. They found Davis in the restaurant's parking lot with a single stab wound that ultimately killed him.
1: Mm-mm. So
4: that's who they're looking for right now, Rico McLean.
1: That's crazy, though. I, hope, I, I always wonder when I hear that story, did the guy eat his sandwich before or after? Because if he ate it before he got stabbed, the Popeye's chicken sandwich was his last meal. And I'm sure there's a lot of people on death row requesting the Popeye's
3: chicken sandwich is their last meal now, too. Just the way my brother. I think works. they
4: were weren't they just in line when the altercation started, so I don't know if they had their sandwiches. Damn, so
3: he ain't even get to eat. So many incidents at Popeyes, I don't even remember which one is going on. I've seen somebody get slammed, I seen somebody getting oh, fight. I seen somebody go on like Instagram?
1: If you go on Instagram and so go on the Explore page and uh put Popeyes mm-hmm. Hashtag Popeyes Or you'll see all type of fight. It's like the new world stuff. It's crazy You know what's
4: interesting We were talking about this Cause you know We've been traveling From city to city And we haven't seen A really crowded Popeyes While we've been on the road We're like Are these stories Jeez. All of them real Cause you everyone co- we've gone to Wait, Hasn't been crowded Wait till you come crowded. back home Wait
3: till you come or back seen, home Or seen Not there's gone to but... Long ass lines There's long drive through lines Hell yeah we were, in new or- we were in
4: New Orleans We were in New Orleans Okay, and there was no line inside of Popeyes, but there's great food in New Orleans, so I guess you don't need Popeyes.
1: Yeah, the people in New Orleans eat Popeyes because ain't Popeyes supposed to be like Louisiana chicken? So would mm-hmm. you actually go to Popeyes to get chicken in Louisiana? Mm-mm-mm. That's a good question. Yo, hit us up, everybody that to us in New Orleans, on Q Q ninety three. I wonder if they um if the, they one go on Street,
4: it, the one on Canal Street, the one on Canal Street, is always people in there, but it wasn't like a line like that. It was normal, like maybe ten people inside.
3: Mm-mm. All right. Well, that's your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
0: It's <laughs> your time to get it off your chest, whether
1: you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Black. What's your name, mama? I love that you just start off the morning saying, Black. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
5: Black. <laughs> you said
1: black or slack?
5: Mocha
1: black. Oh, Mocha, Mocha black. black. I right. like
3: that. All What's right, up, Mocha, Mocha black? black? Get it off your chest.
5: Um, I wanted to promote my music as usual. Okay, you let's hear it.
6: Do, I'm to do
4: that. You sing or you let's, rap? Let's hear it. All
5: right. Man, I swear you I was <laughs> with I always with Always try to put me down, almost whenever. Had me feeling like I couldn't even measure. Never treated me like a piece of treasure don't even know why we were still together. Get you mad because I left you like whatever.
1: That's what happened when a woman fed up. Got a job, got my bread up. Walked around with my chest
5: and head up. Kept believe the s***. Okay. Left the all right. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name that got you so scorned? Ooh, I don't know if I can play
1: his <laughs> name out like that. If you're going to do a diss record, don't, don't be do doing no subliminals, okay? No sneak dissing.
5: Oh, I never did speak from the truth, you feel
3: me? You say his name. All right, Mocha Black, you have a good one. <laughs> Thank
5: you.
3: Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's John. How J- you doing, every John, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Well, it's two kings and a queen. I just make it real quick here. National you in Chicago, right?
7: Yes, sir. So, my anniversary is tomorrow. Can you help a brother out by surprising my wife with some of those lip service tickets? We'll be in town.
4: Hey, two hours, I absolutely hours. will put you on the list Hold on the line, we'll get your your name and information But yes, 1000% 1, yeah. 1, Appreciate
7: you Alright, hello, who's this? Good morning, Angela Hey, oh, what's man. up?
4: Is this our resident comedian, Snackman?
1: He's not our resident comedian yes. He might hey, live on the E block
7: yes.
4: he don't live on Hey Snackman
5: What's up, yo, how's Chicago?
4: Cold, but it's great Chicago has great food
7: I'm cold here
1: well, Sorry. no curse. You just curse. Sorry. Sorry. All right. He hung up. That's God. God. God don't even want Snack Man to be heard, man. I'm telling God you. God gonna punish us. We keep letting Snack
3: Man be heard. Hello, who's this? My name is Dolores. Good morning. Dolores. Good morning. Get it off your chest.
6: Okay, I would like to say good morning to Teddy if he's laid up with his girl or if he's Uh on his way to Con Edison to his dog. You know we laid up and you deny my two twins. I don't wanna be in a relationship with you. I just want you to take your kids. So I just wanna let you know, have a nice day at work. I will see you in child support.
1: Who
3: is Teddy? Oh, her baby daddy. It
6: was a dude it was it was a dude that I didn't want to go this route, but it was a dude that I knew when I was younger and we was in a monogamous relationship we wasn't even girlfriend or boyfriend and i mm-hmm. ran into him like 20 years later on a late night and now he's trying to play me i try to be nice about it and take fifty dollars to each kid but he does me so now i gotta expose him on the radio and i'll see him in court well
1: where's teddy from mm-hmm. first of all
6: he's from brooklyn, Hi, edison from atlantic towers
1: and what's his last name
6: no i, I didn't want to put his his last name well, we yet. can't put I his last name we can't play it, teddy, it anyway so teddy from,
1: teddy from brooklyn he knows who he is though
6: Yes, you know who he is. He just
1: started Con Edison. I got it from a source. Well, Teddy from Con Edison, man, if you want to call up here and dispute any of these claims, what's your name? My
6: name is
1: Dolores. Dolores. I got an aunt named Dolores. Uh, Teddy. I'm
6: originally from Westchester County, but I live in Brooklyn. Back in the days, I was out in the streets traffic and I started going to church, but I had to get on the radio this morning and put him on blast. There's, nothing, that, be tight.
1: there's, nothing,
3: um, there's nothing church-like about what you're doing. Right. Okay,
6: it's fine. And I really wanted shoot. to shout out
4: Brooklyn just now, but I'll wait.
3: And you got to shoot a little higher. Fifty dollars for each kid. You you, you go a little she higher. She said she was
4: trying to be nice. The Pampers, formula,
3: clothes.
1: Well, oh, that don't mean he don't do. That Baby don't mean shooting. he don't. That don't mean he don't provide all of that. The fifty dollars is what he giving through the court. No,
3: he's no, not giving no, anything. She said I was okay, just going to do fifty dollars. I was trying to be nice.
1: Does he do all those other things? Does he pay for all that other stuff? No, I don't speak no. to him. Oh, you don't talk to him. him. So she was just going
3: to say fifty. That's why she's kid. taking
6: him to court now. I saw No, I saw him when I was about to drop my kids. I took the babies over there. He was renting a room, and his landlord said the babies looked like him. Then the next week I went over there again, and he moved. He know who he is. <laughs> I could really him out, but I'm not. I'm he moved
1: in one week. I got a board game I can send you. It's called Maury, not the father, and you can figure out if that child no, is really yours that. without I'm taking a sure. DNA test. I'm
3: sure. I'm sure. Well, Dolores, I'm you have sure. a great Wednesday.
4: All right. We'll see you you in court, Teddy. You
1: just ruined poor Teddy Day, man. Teddy about to turn (laughs) mad people's lights off today for no reason. That's what Teddy going to do. Teddy going to cut Dolores' lights off. You call up the breakfast club and you apologize tomorrow morning. Your lights will not be back on until after Christmas.
3: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: The Breakfast Club. Wake
3: up, wake up. Wake
0: your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this?
5: Good morning. This is Pamela from Grand Rapids, Michigan.
3: Hey, Pamela, get it off your chest.
5: So on Sunday, my homegirl and I, who uh, have been listening to uh, these podcast for years, uh, went out to Detroit. We drove almost two hours to the live tour, but we were disappointed. Yeah, are you there?
4: Yes. What happened?
5: So, so like I said, we drove almost two hours. We paid for parking $17 ahead of time when we purchased our tickets. And we ended up having to park in the street because the venue was changed at the last minute.
4: Oh, that wasn't and- our fault. I apologize for that.
5: Oh, okay. well, I appreciate you apologizing, but you should understand why we were disappointed, so we ended up paying for parking though. So is that something that should be reimbursed to us? Yeah, you,
4: you know what? They said they sent out emails. they changed the venue to a different location,
5: but anyway, something. yes, ma'am. What up though you ugly.
1: okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm married. (laughs) You just full of negatives this morning, huh? No, no, no. no. I
5: just but I I love you though, Charlemagne.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you. You have a good morning, Mama. I do appreciate (laughs) you. You can can love me and find me ugly at the same time.
2: Hello, who's this? No, you cannot love you and find you ugly at the same time. That
1: is not true because you don't love me for my face, all right? I'm a married man, by the way. I don't care who finds me attractive except for my wife.
2: Good morning, uh, Scott, Ankle Grabber, and Angela
1: Yee. Oh, Good morning.
3: I think I'm Butterscotch. Everybody got, got a nickname.
1: Grabber no. Ankle Grabber's wacko. How y'all are doing this morning? You should say, you should say uh, oh, oh, what did I love to say on Flavin' Yee? Oil up your ankles. <laughs> hey. Let your Tim's tap. <laughs> hey, I wanted
2: to get y'all a shout-out again, as I always do. Shout-out to the Fiancee GD. GD. And make everybody in Broward County go out and vote for Ruby Lenora Green for Public Defender. We need black people in um, positions where they can help everybody. Not just really black people, but everybody. But I definitely okay, want to give with a it. shout out. And also, Charlemagne, bruh, it's been five murder suicides in the last five days in New York. What's going
1: on, bruh? Five, five murder suicides? In the last five days. I read the paper every day. I haven't seen one of those. Get out of here. I'm dead serious. I read the post and daily news every morning. Well, how am I There's missing those right stories? This one right here
2: that said murdered school teacher, twenty-four, critically injured boyfriend thirty-three, shot by her ex jealous boyfriend, who then killed himself in New York City. Damn. They snapping up there, bro. It's probably too cold. I don't know. Hmm.
3: All right, well, you have That's a great crazy. day, Gary.
1: Now I got to do some more research. Too, yeah, word.
3: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, you we got rumors on the way?
4: Yes, let's talk about Colin Kaepernick. Feels like he's about to get a job. We'll tell you what's happening.
3: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's the
1: time of year where you can never get the temperature right, though, because it's too cold outside. But then when you come in the building, it's mad hot. It is. So you be sweating because we be having hoodies on and stuff?
3: It is. Wow. All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Summer Walker.
0: Listen up. It's just in. All the Gossip, gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angel- Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The, the Breakfast Club.
4: Well, Summer Walker, who has an amazing album out, has canceled some of her remaining tour dates, and that's due to social anxiety. She's been talking about the struggles that she's been having with her anxiety, and
5: here's what else she had to say. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to finish this tour because it doesn't really coexist with my social anxiety and um, my introverted personality. But I, I really hope that people understand and respect that at the end of the day, I'm a person. I have feelings. I get sad, and it's just a lot. And so I don't want to lose myself for someone else. I want to give y'all what I can. Um, So I'm going to keep making music, and I'm going to do a few shows, but
1: I can't finish. Drop on the clues bombs with Summer Walker, damn it. Okay, I support Summer Walker 100%. I don't know her, but you know I'm the king of not showing up someplace when I don't want to. And My anxiety tells me no, I'm out, and if I show up at all, I will leave in a heartbeat, okay? Social anxiety is
3: real. Ain't nothing wrong with that.
4: Right, and she's been very open and honest about it, and she's discussed it on numerous occasions. There's times when she said she didn't want to do this anymore. So just so you know, the dates that she will be doing... Uh, she'll still be in Chicago, Toronto, Royal Oak, uh, Boston, Philly, New York City, and Atlanta. And you know, social so an- have tickets to those, you're good.
1: And social anxiety, like it really causes extreme fear in certain social settings, right? Like you have trouble talking to people, meeting new people, attending social gatherings. And one of the biggest things people with social anxiety deal with is struggling to present your true self. And and, and instead, they figure out how to be liked by others, and that can be hell for a public figure, especially an artist. So. I feel you, Summer Walker.
4: And she's also pretty young and very much in the spotlight mm-hmm. right now and going back and forth on social media right. with, you know, the baby mom and all of that. So I'm sure all of that can weigh on somebody and it's no, when you
1: hear people And it's people no class for this, ish. right? Like, it's no class for this. Like, they don't teach people like mm-hmm. Summer Walker how to go from zero to having the number one album
3: on the Billboard charts and being a star. They don't teach nobody that. But I love it. I love the fact that she can sit down and say, you know what, I need a break. Because you 10 right. years ago, people would have been like, you chose this life. You get out there and do what you gotta do. But now people are understanding. She's going through problems. She needs to make sure she's okay. First. And
1: I think that's because people understand mental health issues a little mm-hmm. bit more. Because back in the day, it'd, I... be, it'd be physical exhaustion, right? And they'd be like, sit down. Now it's mental exhaustion. Sit down.
4: Colin Kaepernick is going to be working out. He said he is ready for this. He'll showcase his talent for NFL teams. There's going to be a private workout in Atlanta on Saturday. So hopefully he gets a shot at playing in the league and the workout was arranged by the NFL. There was a memo sent to every NFL team informing them about the workout session. They'll be throwing drills, and interview session with interested parties, so we'll see if anybody places an offer at that time. He tweeted out, I'm just getting word from my representatives that the NFL League office reached out to them about a workout in Atlanta on Saturday. I've been in shape and ready for this for three years. Can't wait to see the head coaches and GMs on Saturday.
1: Well, there'll be no head coaches and GMs at a workout on Saturday because they got to play on Sunday. So I Coaches will be like the coaches will be with their respective teams on
3: Sunday. I was kind of confused with that because he, you know, he, he's getting the workout that he wanted. But then he came back and said, I, I have some demands. And, and my demands are, I, I don't, I want a, a certain number of, uh, I guess, shot callers there to make sure they can make a decision. I don't want peons there. It just seems kind of crazy. Colin the, the, said that? That's what it said on TMZ. I don't believe Colin would talk like that. That's but uh, I,
1: I do know no head coaches and GMs will be there on Saturday. They send scouts. So to be scouting. Yeah, I the teams
4: up. teams have been informed they can either send a scout or request video footage. Yeah, there's no head of coaches of the workout. Yeah,
1: no head coaches and GMS will be there. I don't. I don't. I, I would think Colin knows that, but there's no head coaches and GMS going to be there. But I'm one of those people who feel like at this point Colin Kaepernick is bigger than football. What he represents is bigger than football. And I never understood bashing the NFL, but still wanting to play in the league. But if this is what makes Cap happy, if being in the league is what he wants, I support it a million percent. So I'm sending him all the positive energy in the world. Go try out on Saturday, and he should get on a roster, especially yep. the way all these quarterbacks back to Fallen.
3: Now was was he he got chances to play with different teams, didn't
1: he? I believe he had an interview with the Seahawks if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All
3: right. Well, I'm Angela Yi
4: and that back is your day. rumor report. But
1: don't I worry. hope he gets on the roster. We sending him positive energy. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't get a roster
3: spot on Saturday. All right. Now, Yi, we got room, uh front page news coming up next.
4: Well, today's a big day. Today is the day of the first televised impeachment hearings into Donald Trump's presidency. So that all kicks off today.
3: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
7: This all the time. This ain't no surprise. Every other night movie can
3: Morning, everybody. It's DJ M V Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now the Breakfast Club Change for Change will be back November twenty first. That's when we're on this box from six AM to midnight, trying to raise money for the Thurgood Marshall College fund. Right, right, we're trying to help students that want to go to a HBCU. We help them with a the scholarship, whether it goes for uh books, whether it goes for Education, lodging, food, whatever it may be. So that's uh, next Thursday, the 21st. So we're going to need a little help. Doesn't matter what you got a dollar, $10, $5, $20,
1: $25. Doesn't matter. And we're not putting no pressure on nobody, but just know that uh, myself, Charlamagne the God, last month, um, I donated a quarter million dollars to South Carolina State University. That's my mother's alma mater. Mm-hmm. I started a scholarship funding in her name. So I'm not putting pressure on, you know, none of the artists and none of the athletes and none of the public figures who be acting like. They got it, but just know the bar is set. The bar is set. <laughs> $250,000. All
3: right. All right. <laughs> All right. You got front page news. What are we talking about?
4: Yes, yeah, so today is a big day. Like I was saying, today is when US diplomat Bill Taylor and State Department official George Kent will testify together. It's the first public hearing in the impeachment inquiry into Donald Trump. So how is this going down and who's involved and what's happening here? Well, this all has to do with Donald Trump's dealings with Ukraine. According to Democrats, they suggest that Donald Trump's demands that Ukraine investigate rival Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden and withheld nearly $400 million in military aid that could warrant impeachment. The two witnesses I just told you, Bill Taylor and George Kent, are testifying today. Now, they are appearing before the House Intelligence Committee. Bill Taylor is the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine. He told lawmakers about gradually learning about demands for investigations and George Kent is the Deputy Assistant Secretary of State who raised concerns about Rudy Giuliani, who is Donald Trump's lawyer. All right. so what happens? 9 a.m. Eastern Time, members of the media are allowed into the hearing room. Mm -hmm. At 9.45 a.m., public attendees are allowed into the hearing room. At 10 a.m., the House Intelligence Committee hearing is gaveled in. And they said about 10.05 a.m. Eastern Time, the chairman and ranking member give opening statements, followed by swearing in of witnesses and their opening statements. So this is all approximate times, but this is the plan for today. They do expect that the hearing will conclude sometime between 2.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. Eastern, and that's when the witnesses will be dismissed by the chairman.
1: You know, this is must-see TV. Uh, This is not a chance. Uh, This is not an opportunity for you to turn a blind eye. You shouldn't turn a blind eye to this, right? If you care about your country, uh, do you care about your party? You should watch this trial, all you Trump supporters, and really see if this is the person you want to vote for in 2020. Like, I just think it's a lot of crimes and a lot of abuse of power that you may not be aware, you know, your, your, your president has been committing. Stop letting them tell you that things are fake news and actually pay attention to what's going on. You might learn something new that may change your mind for 2020. Who knows? Mm
4: -hmm. All right. And let's talk about Google. Google reportedly is collecting private health data on millions of Americans. According to the Wall Street Journal, they said the data was obtained under Project Nightingale. That was a collaborative initiative between Google and the world's second largest healthcare system, Ascension. So according to sources familiar with all of this, they're saying that... Uh, more than 100 Google employees had access to personal health data, including names, birthdays, lab results, and hospital records of up to 50 million Americans across 21 states.
1: It's nothing. It's nothing private anymore.
3: Huh? Nothing at all. Nothing. Mm-mm-mm. You know That's that was a total I was, violation. I was talking to somebody uh, the other day, and they said they have this thing called a sniffer. And what they do is it's a a little device they throw on your lawn or throw by your house. And what it does is it just is pretty much every time you go into your app, it takes your passwords and your codes. Mm. So they don't no no longer have to wait and do anything. And then they come back and download the sniffer and they they have your passwords to your email, to your banking accounts, to your house number, to your ADT, to all that. What does a sniffer look like? Uh, it's a little, I guess, a little device that they could just throw in the, in the bushes that you can't even see. So I guess just look out for anything that looks odd and weird.
1: Uh, how about look out for people just randomly digging in your goddamn bushes? No, they,
3: they ain't got to dig in the bushes. They just throw it in the bushes. Yeah, but don't they got to come back for it? No. That's the thing. They could just drive back and download it at, on Wi-Fi and oh. get it back up. So they don't have to come back in your lawn and pick it up. It's called a sniffer. Somebody told me about the other day. God damn it.
1: That's yeah. why we got to get back to just shooting people that come on your lawn, man. <laughs> or just get near your house, man.
3: God damn. And also one other thing they were saying, just be careful when you go to Starbucks and a lot of these places, people create their own Wi-Fi. So they might say, Starbucks, guess one. You think it's a Starbucks account, Mm -hmm. but it's not really Starbucks. It's somebody else and they just download your information when you're using their Wi-Fi. So be careful when you go to these places using uh, people's free Wi-Fi as well.
1: I want to be a cultured caveman. That's what I want. Like I want, (laughs) I want like all the primitive things that we used to, that, that we grew up on. I don't want the primitive way of thinking but I wouldn't mind just, you know, the cave and the rock. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What are you telling no me about the stuff? No Wi Fi, no cell phones. Like, life was so
3: much simpler when we used to write notes. Yeah, I'm with you. He about the stuff. I said, How do you beat it? He was like, You really can't. Yeah. Just don't use What if? What in if you just
4: use your face recognition on things? I
1: don't want
4: that either Or your your thumbprint Like let's just say You go to Starbucks And you just have Face recognition And that's how you log on They can't really get Your password like that right?
3: I I don't know He was just telling me What to be careful for
1: All them old movies We used to see Total Recall Mm -hmm. Face Off Minority Report Like we're really In that day and age But I'm gonna tell you What what else we're in We're in the age Of idiocracy Mm. Idiocracy is when Everybody needs to go Watch that movie Called Idiocracy It stars Maya Rudolph And uh, Steve What's the white guy's name Can't remember
3: his name But it's called Luke Wilson Luke Luke Wilson Wilson. Mm -hmm. Everybody need to go Watch Idiocracy That's where we at Right now people But just be careful out there And the reason he was Telling me that Because he was like You gotta train your kids early You gotta train them How to be You know to protect themselves And protect their passwords And he said a lot of people Just go to Starbucks And these places And log on And have no idea What they're doing But they're just giving The criminal all all the codes
1: Question Would you put a chip In your child
3: Yes (laughs) <laughs>
1: I, back in the day, I used to always, you know, you used to hear about that. Mm-hmm. It was like the Mark of the Beast, 666. Uh-huh, six. yep. When you start hearing all this stuff about sex traps and everything, will. you think about it, right?
3: I thought about it. I even asked, and they said it's it's, it's not possible. <laughs> you tried to get <laughs> it. I tried to yeah, get <laughs> it. Now they kidnapping kids, man. I'm with you, bruh. My my fellow father, I am with you. All right. When we come back, Andrew Yang will be joining us. All right. Now, Yang Yang has been calling us a lot for Andrew Yang to come back up here. And he is here. So we'll talk to Andrew Yang, of course, presidential candidate 2020. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne, the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest, and he's back. Yes, indeed, Andrew Yang. Welcome back, sir. Uh,
8: it's great to be back. Thank you for having me. Our guy uh, Nick, he commented on your math pin. Yes, make America think harder, mm-hmm. which I said is almost impossible with social media. And I said it's an uphill climb, but we can do it. Why do you think that, like, just cognitive dissonance skills is done nowadays? <laughs> well, to me, what's frustrating is that. We're not digging into why Donald Trump won in 2016. Mm -hmm. Uh, To me, the reason he won is that we blasted away so many manufacturing jobs in the Midwest, and now we're doing the same thing to retail jobs and call center jobs and truck driving jobs. Mm -hmm. So if we want to beat him, we got to solve the problems that got him into office, and that's what the Make America Think Harder is about, is that we're in the midst of the greatest economic transformation in history, the fourth industrial revolution. we got to focus on that and less on the tweet of the day. How do we slow that down? How, How do we defeat that? Well, it's a tough thing to slow down because if you look at, for example, malls and stores in the United States, 30% of malls and stores are closing because Amazon is soaking up $20 billion in value every year. I can go right.
3: online and order instead of
8: leaving my house. So you don't think of it as robots closing the malls because it's not like a robot walked into the mall and started taking your order. If it was the actual Terminator who started like blowing up and
1: causing people not to have jobs...
8: Yeah, but crisis. if you go to the Amazon uh, fulfillment center, then it's wall-to-wall robots. And so, are you going to regulate away robots in fulfillment centers? I mean, that's a very tricky thing. Mm. Uh, to me, the best path is to actually have us all share in the gains of the 21st century economy. Because right now, we're just getting pushed down and down and pushed to the side. So, uh, as you all know, my flagship proposal is every American adult gets a thousand bucks a month, starting at age 18, till the day we die and that would make us all shareholders and owners of the 21st century economy. And you um you 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 tried that on some families, right? Yes. Okay. I've been what, giving some families? cash
3: away. How much did you give out so far? I didn't you didn't try it on the Casey family. What about the McKelvey family?
8: Yeah, uh, it's uh we got to go to yang2020.com and then uh, get a little lucky. <laughs> 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 but uh, we've been giving 1000 bucks a month to a dozen or so families around the country for mm-hmm. A number of months but I got to say very consistently you get cash money in your hands and good things happen you know you get uh, healthier less stressed out mentally healthier so seeing how transformative a thousand bucks a month is in people's hands makes me want to do it for everyone mm-hmm. people look at this and I get it you look up and say hey uh, that literally seems too good to be true but this was mainstream political wisdom in the 60s Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. yeah, he he came out and said the the best solution to poverty is to abolish it directly mm-hmm. through a guaranteed minimum income. You know, on. one of the biggest critiques people have of you is that like that's all
1: you got. It's like you're a one-trick pony. You, oh, you I got if lots You're not of talking about giving away I money. I got lots of stuff. I got if you're not talking about giving away
8: money, you have nothing else to talk about. Uh, you know, I've got over 160 policies on my website. Everything from banning robocalls, because that stuff should be illegal. Like, why are we letting these it still companies happens. They us? said it was
3: cut down. That still happens to me at least twice a day.
8: Oh, me too. And, and now the phone numbers look like your phone numbers. You get confused for a second. <laughs> you answer Like, am I calling myself? Mm-hmm. Like, ban robocalls, legalize weed. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. If uh, people are voting for you because you're banning robocalls,
1: we really got to make America think harder.
8: Well, you know, I mean, one of the things I'm, I'm about in the campaign is just trying to improve our lives. And there are ways that we can improve our lives, big and small. Big is rewrite the rules of the 21st century economy so that they work for us. But why are we letting freaking companies harass us with robocalls? Why is it that drug prices go up and up and never down? You know, why is it that our schools don't work? Uh, because we're pumping money into the schools and we're not giving it to the teachers where it would do some good, right. and we're not giving it to the people and families, two-thirds of our kids' educational outcomes are determined outside of the school. So we, if we want to help our kids learn, you'd actually give the parents and families money. I agree with you. Let's But let's lead with those instead of banning robocalls. Yeah, you got it, man. That's what I'm about. I'm happy to lead with abolishing poverty.
3: Yes, yes. Now a lot of people say that you know, uh, getting rid of robots is gonna hurt us more because if you look at like let's say tractor trailer drivers. Now you have these self-driven cars that can drive all day long, all day all night. Can get there regardless. Can get there faster, cheaper, and all that other stuff. So what do you say to those people? Same thing with like the Easy Pass. You know, Easy Pass is another way. That's a robot that's really taking a lot of jobs. You don't. There's nobody at the tolls anymore. You just drive. What happened to all those jobs?
8: Yeah, that's the key. We have to look out for ourselves first and foremost. We don't necessarily need to look out for jobs, if you know what I mean. Like if you were to say, hey, we need to protect the toll collector, then you never have easy pass.
3: Thousands of toll collectors lost their jobs. I'm sure of it. But it saves traffic. It saves time.
8: Yeah. So what we have to do is we have to look out for that person who's losing their job at the toll booth or at the mall. Then we can actually celebrate progress instead of having people that are frankly frightened of it. Uh, or angry about it, which is not unreasonable. What do you think about, like, you know, Donald Trump lied to all the coal pe- coal miners and told him he was going to bring the coal factories back. What do you think about taking those people and actually teaching them something like code? The tough part, Charlemagne, is that it doesn't work when you try and teach coal miners how to code. Uh, and when I looked at the independent studies on this, the success rates for government-funded retraining programs for the manufacturing workers who lost their jobs in the Midwest had success rates of between zero and 15%. Wow. So that's a fail. And the reality is if you go to a, a truck stop with me and say, hey, we're going to retrain you guys, they'd be more likely to punch you in the face than, <laughs> than, than, than time to clipboard. No, I mean, being real. It's like, I've been to that truck stop. But you're trying and, to help them essentially. Uh, oh, so so what we have to do is we have to say, look, we're going to invest in retraining and re-education for Americans and then expect it to work approximately 15% of the time, which wow. is not a mass solution for tens of thousands of, coal miners or or, or other types of workers, and there was a program that tried to teach coal miners how to code, and it was a dud, because the overlap between the skills to be a coal miner and the skills to be a coder uh, was not high. But the, the big picture... That was a great way thinking. of saying he just wasn't smart enough to learn how to coal. <laughs> but, the, but the big... The, the truth, the, though. But the, I want to make two really important points. Number one, we can't confuse economic value and human value. Mm-hmm. And so if someone was a coal miner and then you say, okay, uh, we're going to turn you into a coder, you're supposing that that person needs to have market value to have any value. And that should not be the case. Mm-hmm. Like, that person has value regardless of whether or not the market says... It's a good thing. That's correct. Number two, <clears throat> AI is going to be able to take over basic coding in like five to 10 years. So we have to actually change the rules of the race to something we can all win at. So, what do you do with those coal miners then? Like, how do you, like, you can't lie to them and tell them you bring your coal mines back to get them back to work. So, what do you do to tell them that they're going to get work? So, the goal is to go to them and say, look, uh, let's try and rebuild your community. The, for starters, we're going to put a thousand bucks a month into each of your hands. So, if there's a town in West Virginia that has 10,000 adults, that's $10 million a month that goes right into local businesses. And then each of those businesses ends up creating accessible jobs in that community.
3: And everybody will get that $1,000. So if you win and Donald Trump loses, you Donald Trump would get $1,000 a week. $1,000 a month.
8: Uh, if he signed up for which I'm sure he would, because we all know Donald Trump uh, wants that 1000 bucks <laughs> mm-hmm. a month. But the way I pay for it is by uh, creating a mechanism that sets a toll on the winners of the 21st century economy, which would be Amazon, Google, Facebook, and uh, some of the Trump businesses, mm-hmm. so someone like Trump would end up paying millions and millions into the system, and if we then try and send him a thousand bucks a month, it's trivial for us. Mm-hmm. The example I use is Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is now worth 120 billion dollars post-divorce, mm-hmm. and so if I set the tax rate to like 60, 70, 80 percent, how much of his 120 billion am I going to get? Next to none of it. Because he's not dumb enough to pay himself billions of dollars a year and get taxed on it. Mm -hmm. Most of his money is tied up in Amazon stock. Mm -hmm. How much is his trillion-dollar company, Amazon, paying in taxes every year? Nothing. Zero. Zero, right. So that's what you have to change. Uh, You have to go where the money is and say, look, we're going to take a toll on the Amazon sales, get hundreds of millions, billions of dollars from the Jeffs of the world, and then if he gets his 1000 bucks a month, then we don't care.
3: All right, we got more with Andrew Yang. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Back in the man, morning, gone. everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with presidential candidate twenty uh, for 2020, Andrew Yang. Charlamagne? Let's talk about your polling averages. Nationally, you're right around 2%. So for supporters
1: who, who think we got too many people in the race, what's your case to them that you still have a path to victory?
8: I'm one of the only campaigns that's been growing every single day. My campaign raised $10 million last quarter in increments of only 30 bucks each. So uh, my fans are almost as cheap as Bernie's, but I got a lot of them. (laughs) The Yang Gang is growing all the time. We already qualified for the November debates. We're going to be there in the December debates. The field is shrinking. And as the field shrinks, more and more attention is getting paid to me in this campaign because I'm trying to solve the problems I got Donald Trump elected. And because of that, I'm peeling off Trump supporters, independents, libertarians. I can build a much broader coalition to beat Donald Trump in 2020 than any of the other candidates. What do you think about Trump's impeachment? I'm for impeachment, but facing facts, not a single Republican crossed party lines to vote for impeachment, which means it's going to flounder in the Senate. uh, And then he's going to declare victory. And Every moment we're talking about impeaching Donald Trump or Donald Trump in any context, we are not creating a positive vision for the country for Americans to get excited about. And so we go into this election and it's all about Donald Trump. We're going to lose again. Wow. At, 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 so you say you haven't made a December debate yet. Right? Uh, oh, I'll be there. I mean, heck, we could be there uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, you know, we already have the donors and we're halfway in the, the polls. If you if you don't, though, when do you say enough is enough? I'm going to be here the whole way, man. I don't have <laughs> another. We've heard that before. Oh, no. Who'd you hear that from? Uh, Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> he said o- it. O- he, said he came it here Thursday. on a Thursday and quit on a Friday. He literally was you. here
1: on a Thursday, and then he quit the
8: very next day. Let's just say you can bank on the fact that Andrew Yang is going to be here the whole time. And if I'm not there when the voting starts in February, like, you can play this back to me over and over again. But I'm not going anywhere. What do you think about uh, Mayor Bloomberg
3: and Deval and Patrick potentially <laughs> so joining the race this late in the game?
8: Especially Bloomberg. Holy cow. It's like such was, a like, fun test case. One. Like, I'm going to
3: let y'all just fall out, play with each other, and then I'm going
8: to hop in. I mean, okay, check it out. This guy's worth $50 billion. Mm-hmm. He can essentially do anything that money can buy. Mm-hmm. And so we're about to see what it's like to run for president with unlimited resources. Mm. (laughs) And uh, historical precedence for people jumping in late is not pretty. Let's put it that way. What was your first thought when you saw it? My very first thought was that the price of advertising is about about to go up. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this rich bastard, damn
1: it. You've already got a billionaire running. No, you got Steyer
8: styre is a poor billionaire compared to Bloomberg. I mean, <laughs> how,
3: you, how are you a poor billionaire? <laughs> Goodness gracious.
8: Uh, seriously, true, man. No, I think I think Steyer might be worth like 1.6 billion. Yeah. And then Bloomberg is worth 50 billion. So it's, it's like, I'm worth like 30 top Steyers, is what. I mean, Bloomberg has nearly unlimited resources. It's very, very interesting. Right. What do we think about billionaires, man? And the reason I say this,
1: right? Like, <laughs> I understand what Elizabeth
8: Warren wants
1: to do, but if somebody has earned their money, like, why should we just be taking it from them
3: just because they got too much? And if they die and they give it to their kids, why do they get taxed again? Because you already taxed me once. So now when I give it to my kids, they get taxed?
8: Our economy is a winner take all economy of unprecedented extremes. And if you've got an ultra extreme economy, then you end up with some billionaires. Now, it's hard to go back in time and say, hey, it's the billionaire's fault because the system has been screwed up for decades, and there are going to be some people who wind up at the top of that system absolutely so do we now want to come together and say hey we need to create a new way forward that actually works for non-billionaires yes do I think it's uh, necessary to demonize people who w- were at the top of the system no because some of them got there uh, by doing something that most of us are kind of excited about you know like uh, freaking Oprah, Oprah became Robert a-
1: Smith I mean for me as a black man I look at them you know Oprah Robert Smith Michael Jordan
8: yeah, like the the people who became billionaires and stuff that we all actually kind of love and are excited about.
1: So what about guys like Steve Jobs? I mean, Steve Jobs, I mean, look, look, like you just said, a lot of coal miners,
8: they're not smart enough to code. Steve, but, but, Steve, not a code. But, but the, 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 this is the thing is that, again, human worth uh, and like, quote unquote, smart, like don't have a relationship, really. Like one of my sons I get is... you saying. One of my sons is autistic. Does, mm-hmm. does that mean that he's worth less than other human beings? Like, of course not. You know, it's like like we have to do right by families. And I will say that if you look at the people that get bludgeoned the worst by this market mentality that we're worth what the market says we're worth, it's black people, it's people of color, it's women, it's people that get uh, systematically marginalized and pushed to the side by a fun- fundamentally uh, super capitalist marketplace. So one of the things I'm, I'm fighting for in this campaign is that GDP is at record highs right now. Like corporate profits are at record highs. Uh, But also at record highs right now, stress levels, student loan debt, financial insecurity, even suicides and drug overdoses. So if your life expectancy is going down and your corporate profits are going up, something has to give, you know. And so what, what I'm saying is instead of measuring our economy through corporate profits and GDP, we should be measuring it by how healthy our kids are, how clean our air and water are. Our mental health and freedom from substance abuse like on those things if those things got better then we'd actually be happy yeah but we got to fix a lot of that
3: like you mentioned early amazon paying no taxes right? yeah yeah amazon paying
8: no taxes you know
3: billion dollar company but then you you say somebody like let's say i use charlemagne for example came from south carolina grinded it up he's finally making money and then you're taxing him 45 percent he can't. It's hard for him to create generational wealth because you're taxing him so much money. But somebody like a Donald Trump, who can get a loan from his dad for a million dollars, that generational wealth is always I, there. They know how to beat the system. I don't
1: like you using me as an example. Put the, put the IRS is looking at you too, sir. Don't just put the finger at me. I, I'm the only person in here getting taxed.
3: Okay. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus. But you know what? What do you do to fix that? Because there's so many immigrants that are first time making money, but you're taxing them so much, and then we look at somebody like uh, Amazon that gets taxed nothing.
8: That's exactly what we need to fix. You know, I I tell a joke. Uh, you know, there's this robber that got asked like, "Why do you rob banks?" And he said, "Because that's where the money is." Mm-hmm. We got to go to where the money is, and the money is not in the town dentist or the child of immigrants who's striving to get ahead. It's with the uh, Amazons and Googles and Facebooks and Uber's like these literally trillion dollar companies that are paying zero or, or near zero in taxes. So if I'm a billionaire, I'm like Andrew Yang wants people to rob me. What about <laughs> human value, Yang? They don't deserve to get robbed. You know what, what's wrong? Not what, robbed, but wild. tax them something. He said robbed. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying tax their tax their businesses and tax the winners of the 21st century economy. And here's the thing. I've been endorsed by Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey and a lot of the people that theoretically you would think like might not be down because they agree with me that this is actually just better for innovation and progress on the whole if people feel like they have a stake people are not just economic optimizers I mean people are parents and Americans and have families and like that you know they look around and say this system's uh, messed up so it's not it's not like like there aren't let's just say there are some billionaires that are down with the yang plan would you would you uh, lean <laughs> on them to do what you're doing meaning
1: like you know you, you started with the universal basic income you started coming out your pocket and paying families yep so would you tell
8: Elon Musk and those guys like hey, Use some of your money to, you know, help some people in need. I'm happy to say that there are a couple of people that right now are following that example and just trying to give families money. Some of them actually reached out to me and said, hey, Andrew, like, I'll give people money through your campaign. And you know the only reason they couldn't do it was because it might break a campaign finance rule Mm. because it might look like they were giving the campaign $120,000 in services that they just gave the money to 10 families. And that made me so mad Mm. because I was like, are you kidding me? Like, some... Human being wants to help other human beings and just show that we don't have to live with this boot on our throats, and they can't do it because of some bullshit campaign finance rule. Like that made me so angry. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, that, that's one reason why you know, like I was doing it out of pocket because, like, like that was the cleanest way um, because no one could look. It's like, look, I'm a private citizen. I'm giving another private citizen a thousand bu- thousand bucks a month. Like, there's no rule against it.
3: All right. When we come back, we got more with Andrew Yang. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ
8: Envy, Angela
3: Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with presidential candidate 2020 Andrew Yang. Charlemagne? What do you think your candidacy means to Asian Americans?
8: Hopefully they're pumped about it, you know, I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm Asian American, obviously and like my, um, like my friends and families, not all my friends, obviously, <laughs> but I've got Asian friends and they're, they're, hope and, they're, so. and they're into it. That'd be funny if I did it. I I'd, I'd be like the wackiest Asian guy ever being like, like, oh, what is this food? Anyway, um, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm, I'm proud of being the first Asian American man to run for president as a Democrat. And when I see Asian Americans around the country. Uh, they're generally excited too, and hopefully, I'm I'm doing the community uh, proud. I have seen you get a little pushback though uh, around the
1: way you've talked about Asian Americans and math, for example, as a part of your <laughs> yeah. identity.
8: You know, why why have you chosen to embrace like certain stereotypes about Asian Americans? I think that these myths become weaker if you drag them into the light and make light of them. And I mm. think Americans are smart and savvy enough to recognize both a myth and a joke when they uh, see it. You know, and, and I found it useful as a way to break the ice with certain groups because, you know, it's like if I can make fun of myself, then they feel more comfortable mm-hmm. um, with the fact that I'm just a person that I'm, you know, uh, motivated by very human reasons. How can you win black voters? Because, you know, like the, the, the black vote is very important this year,
1: like the, especially in places like South Carolina where the primary is over 60% black.
8: Yeah, we we have to get the message out to black voters in particular that uh, that we need to do better by... Uh, people of color in particular, because right now these automation trends that I'm so worried about are going to impact black people the hardest. Mm. Uh, There was one study that said, and I said this last time I was here, that African-American median net worth is going to be zero in 2053 uh, because of the fact we're going to get rid of a lot of the most common jobs. And if you think of a natural disaster, who suffers the most? Black people, communities of color. And the same is going to be true of this economic natural disaster that's coming. That, to me, it's going to be black people that lead the way, uh, in part because black people see that we need to humanize the economy as quickly as possible and give our, our kids a fighting chance.
1: I could agree with all of that. But, you know, how do we get uh, the black community to vote not out of
8: fear, but because you're actually going to do something for them? Well, a, a lot of it, I think, is... Uh, you know, the further I go, the more people think I can win uh, and then I'll get more support because uh, I get it. Like early on, you'd be like, OK, this guy's uh, saying some things I agree with, but can he contend? Can he win? I know you think you can beat Trump because of uh,
1: you know, your legislation, your legislation you want to pass and your policies and stuff like that. But one
8: liners, bro, you're going to need some real witty one liners if you go head to head with Trump. Now, I, I think I can beat Trump for a whole host of reasons. One, I'm focused on solving the problems that got him elected. But two, most of his attacks work best against career politicians. You Ooh. know what I mean? I've That's one reason why I've gotten tens, even hundreds of thousands of Trump voters supporting me and looking at my campaign because they've given up on government as actually being able to solve problems. So they went in for Trump. And then here I am saying some of the same things, being like, look, you're right, government has failed us, the people, for decades, and it's time to rewrite the rules so they work for us. And a lot of Trump voters look up and say, oh, my gosh, this is kind of what I was hoping for when I went for Trump. I think Trump will flip it on you this time, and I'll tell you why. He's a hypocrite. We know
1: that. He contradicts himself all the time. Yeah. So what he'll do is use your lack of experience against you, and he'll be like, this guy
8: has no experience. He's never ran for any public office. He'll flip it totally. And it, and I think his people will buy it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think his people crave legislative experience um so we've been joking on the on the team what his nickname for me will be and we came up with comrade yang comrade Comrade yang why comrade yang it's a little racist it's a little you know communist socialist but you know we we joke about it because again most of his attacks aren't going to work as well on me i'm i'm the the outsider that many people hoped for when they voted for him in the first place. So right. what's your nickname for him? That's why I asked you about one-liners, because you're going to have to have him against old Trumpy boy, baby. A lot of it is just responding with uh, both truth and humor. Is mm-hmm. that So one of the problems for Democrats is they get indignant. It's like Trump says something, and then you'd be like, that's horrible. And for me, like I just laugh at him. I feel like you got some, some one-liners for him. But please, I mean, if you got horrible? something. No, I, don't, I, don't, I know Listen.
1: Andrew Yang says little things that I hear, and when he says things like, I have a joke, this, and he's just be talking about other stuff, I know he got jokes in the tuck for Trump. I yeah,
8: know yeah, he yeah. I know thank he you, got a man. sense thank of humor. That, thank you, brother. I appreciate that.
1: If, you got Even the- when I saw you uh, defend the <laughs> dude from SNL, and you was like, yo, he shouldn't get fired, that let me know you understand humor.
8: Yeah, I didn't think he should get fired. Uh, of course, he got fired anyway. But I watched some of his, his work with my wife, and I was like, This guy does not seem like an evil racist to me. He just Mm -hmm. seems like a comedian from central Pennsylvania who told some bad jokes, and here we are.
1: And you joke on yourself.
8: And I joke on myself. So I was like, if I'm literally the person he called a chink, um, and I don't think he should be fired, then, you know, I should probably say something.
3: Andrew right. Yang. Well, Andrew Yang, we appreciate you for Give joining Give me a, us. your
8: website
1: and all of that so they can continue to donate. Thank you. It's
8: yang2020.com, and we're going to go really, really far, even all the way in this race. Oh, all hold right. on. Let's talk about Medicare for All for a little while. You got some time? Sure. Okay. Now, you've pushed back against Senator Warren's Medicare for All plan. Why? Well, I'm for Medicare for All, uh, but the two things I would differ with. Senator Warren's plan is number one I would not get rid of private insurance wholesale and saying we're gonna change it up on millions of Americans abruptly to me is not a winner number two I think her funding mechanisms are somewhat overly optimistic Uh, she just ratcheted up the wealth tax from two to six percent and when a wealth tax was tried in France Germany Sweden Denmark all of them repealed it because it didn't generate as much money as they thought it would so if those countries and a half dozen other countries had that experience I don't think the rich people in America are going to be any different than the rich people in Denmark, France. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know you know, it's like, but big picture, do we need to provide all Americans health care and make it so that we don't uh, feel like we're going to get crushed by medical costs or that we are stuck in jobs that we might not want to be in because we need the health coverage? Mm-hmm. 100% yes. So what's your plan? What would your plan be? So my plan is Medicare for all uh, with the goal of demonstrating to American consumers that this is a superior plan to whatever your private plan is and then outcompete the private insurers and get them out of the system over time.
1: It's very interesting to me, man. I want to see you. I would love to see you in, the, in uh, going up against Trump just so, so I, I can know what this nickname is.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Why really? are you holding on to it? I'm holding on to like a dozen Debate zingers for Trump and other people, <laughs> Just in case. but if I bust them out in the Breakfast Club, <laughs> yeah, 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 then yeah. they're not zingers anymore. You know what gotcha. I mean? Why haven't
1: you hit none of the, the other Democratic candidates with the zingers
8: yet? No, we gotta wait until the the field shrinks. I'm Mister Positive until then. Ooh, want <laughs> to get down about four or five, all guns are blazing. Yeah, wait and see. Let's, uh, but yeah, like you know, I mean, we have a game plan. We're sticking to it.
3: Okay. Well, it's Andrew Andrew Yang. Yang. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You got a drum roll? You got a drum roll, bro? Let's do a drum roll.
4: Sounds like an announcement's about to happen.
3: That's right. So next year is the Breakfast Club announcements? Next year is the Breakfast Club's 10 year anniversary. Well, next fall.
1: Next fall. But we're, ne- we're celebrating all of the 10 years next year. That's right. So yes. we've been on the
3: radio 10 years. <sighs> mm-hmm. So we're going to do something a little different that we haven't done. Well, we did it once. I don't count that. That was hard. Way man. That back was bad. Back we ago. didn't even have a party there. So. Well, we weren't nationally syndicated, back Correct. Then. So a lot of people didn't know about it. So we just forget about that one. It was a one. New York thing. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're going to do something that we haven't done before. <laughs> we have done it before. Just rock with me. we forgetting about that one, man. Oh, my God. Let's try this again. So we're going to do something that we haven't done before. What are we going to do? There you go. (laughs) What are we going to do, Evie? All right. Now, we are going from the studio to the beach. The Breakfast Club is inviting our listeners to Just Add Water, which is our first international trip Together. Now, let me
1: explain. What beast before I get excited? <laughs> <laughs> you said international, so that means out of the, out of the country. We're going to we We're Dio! going to Mexico. Oh,
3: oh.
1: That's right. Yeah, that Mexico. You're yeah. not going to DR. Yeah, We're sorry. going to Mexico. Never, We're going I, to Riviera Maya. I definitely <laughs> was not going to the goddamn DR. I'm just messing with you. you We're going to,
3: to Mexico, that. the Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe. The Hard Rock Hotel in Riviera Maya. So that's going to happen. We're going to be doing it. Big from parties, comedy shows, mm. live concerts, mm-hmm. podcasts, the Casey Crew, lip service, mm-hmm. brilliant idiots. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right now, it's five days, four nights. Right, five uh, days, four it's night. June
4: fourth to June eighth. That's math. when it goes down next year. That's and I love Riviera Maya. I actually spent uh, Christmas four, there four days, one year. So I'm excited for that. So, yes, we're all going to Riviera Maya. We're going to the Hard Rock Hotel. So make sure y'all come out. All you have to do is check out at Just Add Water TBC on Instagram. Or you can go to the breakfast club, Just and get more information. So okay.
1: basically, basically, when you listen to other, you know, nationally syndicated radio shows, whether you listen to Tom Joyner throughout your life or you listen to Doug Banks or you listen to Elvis Duran or you listen to Steve Harvey. And when they do things like flyaways that Correct. morning shows should do. Mm-hmm. This is our first one. Yeah, this is the first one. We finally
3: oh. got it together. Finally okay. got it, After, finally so got took it together. took 10 years. It took 10 years. Okay. What we're going to do when All we right. want you guys to come on out. Got we're going to have a lot of fun. There's going to be parties. There's going to be dinners. There's going to be celebrations, podcasts, concerts. It's going to be a bit of everything so you can get away for a little bit and just have some fun with the breakfast club.
1: Now, question. This isn't until uh, June 4th uh, of next year. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about it now? Uh, so
4: people could buy their tickets and
1: prepare in advance. That's right. I got Black yeah, Friday. You can, I got Black you can Friday. Stop, no, I got no, Christmas. You can start but when you,
3: go web, when you go to the website, it's like kind of like you can put a little bit down now then wait a couple months, put a little bit more down now. Okay, check it out. Just put Plus, you got to take off
4: from work, you take, take that time out. Sometimes that. this is a great thing if you want to do like a girl's trip or a guy's trip to bring all your friends get gotta, together. I, I, also, if you have a boo and you want to get them a present, this is a great present. Gotta, Guess exactly, what I got you? I got
3: to play that babysitter. No, no,
1: no, no, no. What you said is what I was going to say. What? This is a great Christmas gift. For somebody, a great holiday gift for someone. We should actually do some discounted tickets for Black Friday. Oh, that nobody talked. Nobody talked about that. We can't
4: mm-hmm. just verify that.
1: I didn't say. I didn't say it's verified. I said we should do. That would make sense. Okay. All
4: right. Set it up.
3: All right. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want more information, <laughs> again, well set it up. just hit the IG. It took us 10 years to set this up. <laughs> add Might as well Water, set that up, too, CBC, doing everybody else's job. Or the Breakfast Club, just add water.com. Get all your details. We're going to have a lot of fun, so hopefully we get to see you there. Now let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Lamar Odom. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has On <laughs> The Breakfast Club.
0: So listen up. Nah, 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 nah.
4: Well, Lamar Odom, as we told you, is getting married, right? He's engaged. And uh, apparently his son is not too excited about it. Now, Lamar Odom is engaged to Sabrina Parr. They've been dating not that long, just a couple of months. And they actually went on TMZ Live because there was a lot of backlash. Like, whoa, hasn't that been kind of quick? Here's what they said.
5: We have been dating several months before he dropped the photo. But we just were keeping it kind of, not to ourselves, but we were just keeping it off of social media. It wasn't even planned. We just naturally weren't posting things of one another and then you know he posted that photo so like people have been calculating our growth since that day.
0: Yeah we both have so many experiences in life I think we learn from each other every day and Sabrina she's the real star I'm just um, uh, another wingman on the good team <laughs> like I was with the Lakers. Yeah, well, I'm Hi, happy
4: for
3: If he's happy I'm happy man.
4: Right, well, Lamar Odom's son wasn't too excited. He said not a oh. text or phone call to see how people who've known this dude his whole life to see how we would feel or react. Uh, he has deleted the Instagram comment. He said, I knew Shorty for four... He said, knew Shorty for four months and already got you twisted. Fam and friends already don't approve of homegirl, but she already got your ass in a sunken place. Shame family got to find out on social media, but that's been how life been all the time as a son of an Odom.
3: I thought she had him in the gym working out and cleaning him up and all that. I thought I thought it was a good... For him,
4: well, Lamar so. Jr. did clear things up after he deleted that. He said last night I was emotional saying my father got engaged through social media. I was hurt and caught off guard. At the end of the day, I'm a teenager that is becoming a young man. I have to be responsible for what I post. I have nothing but love for my dad and what's, and what's best for him.
1: I don't think there's no time frame on love. I don't think there's no time frame on loyalty. You know what I mean? I think when you meet somebody and you feel like you want to spend the rest of your life with them, you could be right, you could be wrong, but it's your choice to make.
3: But if you do have kids, you know, your kids don't want to find out. You should out let them know before social media on does. On social media though. Why? I'm not getting married to them. Yeah, but it's still your kids. Your and children that's your, that's your, shouldn't know before the rest of the world. Knows. I turn on social media, they be like, "Congratulations to your dad." I'm like, "For what? He just got engaged to who?" Things like, happen give fast. Give people a heads up. Text me. Things happen Call me. FaceTime me.
1: Things happen in the spur of the moment. We don't know if that man got on his knee in the spur of the moment and proposed to her right then and there. Maybe the spirit
3: moved him. And then you could have told your kids before you put it out there. But call me first. Man. No. Yes. Everything. Even if it was
4: spur of the moment, you send a text (laughs) afterward like, look, spur of the moment, I just got engaged. You'll probably hear about it, you know, shortly. It's your kid. Nothing wrong with that.
3: You should call your kid, bro.
4: All All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. How
3: old is that little boy?
4: He's a teenager. How old? Uh, I'm not, I don't know his exact age, but. He's a teenager.
1: He's old enough to put out press releases, so yeah, he, he get this news. When he he gets was emotional.
4: It. He found out, and he posted that, and then he apologized and said he was emotional when he found out through social media. Yeah, That's
1: exactly why I didn't tell you before I did it, because oh, I didn't boy. need your bad juju on me telling <laughs> me bad. what I should and shouldn't do, oh, young man. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thank you for that rumor report, mm-hmm. Yee. Mike. Yes. We giving that donk a You know, you people need to come to the front of the country. What you mean, you people? And by you people, I mean you, uh... Maybe racist, maybe bigots. I don't know. Sometimes y'all be using terms that y'all don't know are offensive, but uh, it's a guy named Don Cherry who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. You people.
3: He's definitely one of the you people. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked, just the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs>
0: would really Charlemagne
5: the devil Possibly.
0: <laughs> Club.
1: Yes, Donkey of the day for Wednesday, November 13th, goes to Don Cherry. Now, who is Don Cherry? Don Cherry is a personality on Canada's number one sports network, Sportsnet. I would assume Sportsnet is the Canadian equivalent of ESPN. R is ESPN, ESPN in Canada too. I don't know. I've never paid any attention to times I've been in various parts of Canada. I just know Sportsnet is Canada's number one sports network, and I'll leave it there. Now, Don Cherry is 85 years old. 85-year-old white man. If I had to describe him, I would say he looks like he's from the tribe of Colonel Sanders. Or, yes, he has a picture up on Re- Re- Revolt TV right now. He's from the tribe of Colonel Sanders, or more of a groomed, in-shape Santa Claus. If Santa Claus had his beard trimmed into a ghost- goatee, a nice close-cropped haircut, and was down about 200 pounds, he would be Don Cherry. Uh, Don Cherry looks like an old white man who fought in the Civil War and lost The vibes are very Robert E. Lee. Now, I have no reason to feel this way other than the way he looks, but if this story I'm about to tell you is a reflection of how he thinks and feels in his everyday life, then damn it, the vibes I'm getting from him are on point. Uh, Don Cherry no longer works for Sportsnet. He hosted a show called Hockey Night in Canada, but those days are done. He had to step down because of some comments he made about immigrants not wearing red poppy pins to honor Canadian soldiers. Uh, Salute to Canada. I learned this morning the poppy is the official symbol of remembrance, worn during the two weeks before November 11th. That's how they honor the soldiers by wearing the poppies on the left lapel as close to the heart as possible. I respect it. But if certain people don't uh, want to do that, that's their business. But Don Cherry doesn't think so. Don Cherry thinks it's disrespectful, and he decided to vent his frustrations on air. Let's hear what he had to say.
8: Downtown Toronto. Forget it, downtown Toronto. Nobody wears a poppy. And I'm not going to wait He says, wait a minute. How about running it for the people that buy them? Now, you go to the small cities.
1: You people love, you, you that come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey. At least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys pay the, uh, the biggest price. Now, you, you, you might have heard that and been like, okay, what's the big deal? Well, maybe you missed it. Let's go to CBC News for the report, please. A day after being forced out of his job, Don Cherry reflects on what he said
7: and what he might have done differently.
1: I think I should have used the word everybody instead of uh, you people. If I had it to do over again, uh, I think I would have used uh, everybody.
7: He's referring to his comments from Saturday that sparked all of this. You people love you. They come here, whatever it is. You love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. The controversial commentator says he was willing to make amends, even go on the air to explain what exactly he meant. But Cherry says he never got that chance. Cherry's firing has ignited a national debate. This petition to get him back on Coach's Corner, nearly 140,000
1: signatures and climbing. Outrageous culture is all over the world. It's so amazing how things don't sound bad until you highlight them, right? Uh, you people, you people is one of those things you're saying. Uh, one of those things that you said that you probably didn't know was offensive. Now I had to turn the Urban Dictionary to see what you people meant, all right, just to make sure. And when as soon as I got there, it said blacks, all right. <laughs> it did. It did. It did. It did. It did. It did. <laughs> It has become known as a racial thing targeted to blacks only recently, according to Urban Dictionary. Uh, the earliest documentation of this meeting is from 1992 when Ross Perot caught some outrage for telling an NAACP audience about financial hardships falling upon you people. All right. Uh, Willie Clark, president of the NAACP branch in San Bernardo, California, said then when he said you people are your people, it was like waving a red flag in front of a bull. It's something white folks have used when they don't want to call you a nigger, but they don't want to treat you like an equal. Now, these are the American rules when it comes to white and blacks, but clearly they apply in Canada as well when it comes to Don Cherry and immigrants. Because Sportsnet released a statement and they said Sportsnet, sports brings people together. It unites us, not divides us. Now, I will push back on that immediately. And Stephen, the white demon come here. I need to ask you something Uh because you're a hockey guy. Uh-oh. Now, Sportsnet said, some sports bring us together. I will uh, argue that hockey is not one of those sports. Steven, the white demon, you watch hockey. How many you people in hockey? You know what I mean by you people? <laughs> Trick question. <laughs>
8: <laughs> See, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> Come on, you saying Rangers fan. what we
1: <laughs> discussed earlier. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many African-Americans in hockey, Steve? Well, they're not African-Americans because they're most likely Canadian African-Americans. Okay. So how many blacks in hockey? Uh, blacks,
8: at least two that I know of, and one of the greatest goalies of all time, Grant Fear. I ain't asked you about all time. I uh, said now, currently. Uh, PK Supine plays for the Devils, and so does Wade yeah, Simmons. No, they,
1: they both play for the Devils? The Devils. Uh, I'd say that's my team because yeah. I'm Steven the White Demon, but let's yeah.
8: go
3: Islanders, baby. Other the okay. Rangers fan. <laughs> all
1: right, two suck all right uh, two, two black people that's not enough to say it's unity but sportsnet basically said don cherry made divisive remarks that do not represent our values are what we stand for now don cherry has apologized he said what he should have said is this so i think i should have used the word everybody i don't think everybody would have worked in this situation everybody is too broad like if you're mad about immigrants not wearing the poppies how about instead of you people instead of everybody just say immigrants See, it's not what you express that's wrong. If you think people aren't honoring the soldiers and you think they should, that's fine. But those people you are talking about can't be called you people because you people is simply not appropriate. Please let Chelsea Handler give Don Cherry the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw.
4: That
6: is way too much, Dan Mayonnaise.
3: What is mayonnaise called in Canada? What, I should have Googled that. Oh, it's probably called mayonnaise. You think so? Uh, pretty sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Up next is Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
0: What, 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 what you want, know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Get some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee
3: morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? This is Ben. Hey, Ben. What's your question for Yee?
7: All right, well, actually, I got a situation, last question. Okay, so basically, it's a celebrity, right? Well, he's not a celebrity. He's more of a social media celebrity. Oh, boy. So, okay. I'm a, I'm a local rapper, right? And when I post stuff on social media, I get a lot of love locally. I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of love. What's your page? Locally.
4: Let's let's start up with that. What's your page? I want to see it while you talk.
7: Okay. Well, my page on Facebook is Van Radius Fields. That's V A N R A D I U S. last name, Fields. Um, on Instagram, um, Van Radius, B-A-N-R-A-D-I-U-S, underscore, 85. Now, my Instagram okay. ain't that popular. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, my Facebook look pretty good. You know what I'm saying? But um, anyway, um, this celebrity, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give him no more buzz, but he gets a lot of views on social media with his comedy. I inboxed him and I said, how much would you charge me to share some of my um, music on your page? He sent me back. He said, I I charge you $100 for my fan page and $250 for my personal page. I okay, said, okay that sounds good. I said, you know what? I'm trying to get my name out there. So I cashed at him $250 to share my video on his um personal page. So he wrote me right back, said I'm about to share it. So he shared my video on his page. Boom. Okay, when well, he shared my video, the moment he shared my video, I'm not even going to lie, my video started getting mad buzzed. It okay, like- sounds like he did what he was
4: supposed to do. Yeah, he did what he was
7: supposed to do, but you got to look to the whole story now. He did what he was supposed to do, right? He shared it on his page, right? Okay, so I looked up there. He didn't tag me. So I wrote him back. I said, why he didn't tag me? He was like, for some reason, they won't let me tag you. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, it didn't dawn on me. One of my friends told me where the reason why he couldn't tag you because y'all not friends. I said, okay, fine, whatever, whatever. The video still got mad love. So what I did, I said, okay. I looked back on his page the next day when the video started getting so many views about a couple days later. He took the video down. So I wrote him back. I inboxed and I was like, "Bro, why did you take my video down? It was up there for a week and I'm getting mad views, and I already paid you for this video." He gonna write me back and say, "Oh, well, that was only for five days." So me, I'm like, "What?" I said "I understand that, but you didn't address that when I first inboxed you." He gonna write back and say, "If you want it up there permanently, it's five hundred dollars." So you're going to try to charge me another $500 to share my video on your page. Only thing I'm saying, why didn't you say that to me the first time? Well, listen, you know, I'm going to say this. You
4: were talking for three
7: minutes and you just yeah. got to the
4: point. Goodness gracious. Now, now, Ben, here you go. My point is this, right? When you're making a deal with somebody and you're giving them money for a service, you should have asked those questions. You should have said, well, how long are you going to leave it up? Will this be on your page permanently? You have to ask those things. Because a lot of people post things for sometimes only 24 hours. And do you feel like you got $250 worth?
7: Well, I, I, I do. Because you I got a lot do do of do views, my, you said. Well, at least if you would at least tag me. If you would at least tag me in my video... And I would have got there for that good week. I would have got my money where, but you didn't even tag me in the video. You know what
6: I'm saying? And it was just like a hot.
4: That and that again, when you do these deals with people, that's something you have to specify. Ask all of those questions. So if you do this again, you have to say, okay, so let me get clear what I'm getting out of here. How long will my video be up? Make sure you tag me in the video. Those are things that you have to set those parameters. He could have took the video down the next day. You didn't even make a deal structuring what it is that you expected to get out of that money. How old you, you just know? handed over your money. How old are you? I'm 33.
7: Okay. He didn't really
4: do anything wrong.
7: He didn't okay, do nothing okay, wrong. I, I understand. Well, I guess that's my fault. Maybe I should have just, you know, like you said, made sure I everything was everything before I asked you to send the money. Because once he said I just sent the money so fast, you know what I'm saying? Because he responded so quick. I didn't expect that response. You know what I'm saying? Once he said that, I just sent the money real quick.
4: Well, in the in the future, when you're spending your money and you have a deal with somebody, make sure you specify all the things that you want and expect to get out of it.
7: Okay. I got, okay, well, okay. Can I ask um, Envy a question while I'm on the phone? Sure. You want to send about? him some money? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I will. If, if he'll see my video. Below, oh, my God. I will. I'll pass that for money. But it's my question, though. I remember Envy, I was listening to Envy, and he was like, when Derev Deshaun had that record that was going up all over the club and all that, right? Mm-hmm. He reached out at Derev Deshaun and he bought that record mm-hmm. and he played that record. I'm asking, Envy, okay, for you to purchase a record like that, do you have to already have a record that's spinning in the club or if you were to just run across a record on social media or something mm-hmm. on the low, would you buy that record and invest in it?
3: Well, at the time, I was working on an album, and I was in the club, and the record kicked off, and he wasn't signed yet, so yeah, I bought the record from him, but I also got him a deal, and I didn't take no points, no nothing from his deal, I just wanted to see a, a, another man actually flourish, but if a record is popping, and I'm working on an album, and it's an independent artist, yeah, I would take it, I actually put 2 chains okay. on the record and Yo Gotti on the record, but yeah, I would, but I'm not in the business right now, I don't know if Charlamagne's working on any music, Charlamagne, are you working on any music? No, no. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Why would I be working on some goddamn music. I don't know. I don't know. Lil Duval. Lil, listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. I will find records for Lil Duval. There you go. So send it to Charlamagne. If Charlemagne like it, he'll send it to Duval. I ain't working on no goddamn
7: music. Hey, I I DM'd you about a good month ago. It was a song that I had did. I put it in your DM. Oh yeah.
4: All right, hold on the line, man. We're going to get Boy, you his cash-out information. Yeah,
1: I don't remember no don't
4: remember <laughs> <laughs> All right, good luck with your music, though. We let him say his Instagram, his Facebook, and everything on here. Goodness, so if he's good, gracious. y'all can check him out.
3: All you right, know, Ask E. Let's, we told you we talk about everything. He was shooting his shot. That's what he was doing. All right, Ask E. 800-585-1051 is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come
0: on. Mom relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread.
3: Morning everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this?
5: My name is Jay.
3: Hey Jay, what's your question for Yee?
5: Um, I well, me and my husband have been together for 7 years. Um we have been married 3 And I recently found out he was cheating earlier this year, and I was kind of struggling with, um, like, what should I do? We have three boys, Mm -hmm. uh, and everything was good, and I never knew that he had the affair. And it's like, is that something you can really forgive, or do you just, just walk away?
4: Well, listen, Jay, how did you find out he was cheating on you?
5: Um, well, I don't go through his phone, but normally, like, if he gets a text message or something, I'm able to be like, oh, hey, so-and-so text you, and he got a text message from the girl, and it had all of their messages, and it was actually, like, in our home before, um, when I wow. went out of town with my mom, well, we Ooh. live in Rockford now, I went to Chicago, um, for the weekend to be with my mom, and I guess that's when they were in our home, Damn. and... Yeah, and then I was just like, really? And I actually reached out to her because, of course, he didn't tell me the full story, and she just told me everything. And it's like, I'm still now, I'm still struggling with the fact, like, do I just stay and work it out and see if it, you know, changes? And, I mean, since then, he has been trying to, like, get back in my good graces, I guess you can say. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to use that excuse that we're young like because i'm 26 and he's 28 i don't want that to be an excuse that i accept him cheating because we're young
4: right you know with with cheating and infidelity what happens is you can never predict if he'll do it again if he's a serial cheater and won't stop or if he will stop and has learned his lesson and that's something that it really takes time to find out And so I think you have to give yourself all the time that you need. If that means that there's periods of time that you're angry at him and you don't want to be around him, that is perfectly normal. If there's periods of time that are good obviously that's normal too but I think only time will tell. There's no way anyone can tell you what to do and I also feel like you need to listen to your own instincts and your own heart when it comes to this. If this is something that you truly feel like you can't forgive and you worked on it and it's not happening and he's not doing what you need him to do then you have to make a decision of what's best for you. But don't listen to what anybody else has to say. You have to follow your own instincts. Is he doing everything that you ask him to do? Do you feel like he's truly sorry and do you feel like he can change? Is he willing to go to counseling? Is he willing to do whatever it takes to be back together with and you and to prove those things?
5: Yeah, he's been we we started counseling he's like I'll do whatever it takes and in these seven years that we've been together I have never had an infidelity issue mm-hmm. um, and until now and I'm like dad you wait till we get married and, and you do something like this and I don't take outside advice, a lot of my friends aren't married and they kind of understand that And it's it's crazy when you see people that actually vouch for him. You know how you have those best friends that'll be like, Mm -hmm. no, leave him alone. He shouldn't, you know, he and no one has told me that they're like, Dag, like we like him and we understand he made a mistake. And he's been trying. I can give him that. He has tried to do, I think, everything possible. I just want to know, like, I don't want to set the tone to make that acceptable. And that's, I think, the part that I'm really scared of because You don't know if it'll happen again. And I don't want to really forgive him. And then he looks at it like, well, she took me back, so... If I did it again, she may... You know, I don't want to set that type of...
4: Thing. Right, you definitely don't. And it feels like you are doing everything that you're supposed to do and that's within your power. And listen, again, you can't control what somebody else's actions are going to be. There have been people who did that and never did it again. Look, you know, there's some guys in the studio right now that have gone through issues in their own relationships and marriages where in the past they've done things and they've learned their lesson and it won't happen again. And so I do believe that people can change. I do believe people have to want to change in order to change. And... And I do believe you have to be patient with yourself. And what that means is you just be patient as far as trusting him again, be patient as far as being able to love him again, him understanding that there's going to be times when you're very unhappy, when you're angry and he'll have to learn how to deal with that until you feel, and you might not ever truly forget about it, but at least you can feel comfortable and build that trust up again. And he violated that trust. And now it looks like he's working really hard to get it back. It looks like you want to be with him and you want to give it another shot. So if you're giving it another shot, then I say, go ahead. But you know, you have to give yourself your limitations and know if this happens again that's it
5: oh yes i have made that clear and i have told him like and especially in counseling like i'm not i'm not the girl that you can just cheat on and cheat on like i will leave you and we can co-parent and i tell him like we are raising three black boys at the end of the day you have to be an example for them of what to do and what not to do and i don't know if he's getting there but Thanks for okay. the advice, cause I was like,
4: whew, I don't know. All right. Well, good luck to you. I hope y'all work it out for real. Thank you. And All right, sometimes you luck, just huh? need to talk and get things off your chest, too, and just express yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that, too.
3: All right. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit it at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way.
4: Yes, let's talk about the sexiest man alive this year. According to People, we'll tell you who won that title. Last year it was Idris Elba. Who is it this year?
3: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk The Sexiest Man Alive.
2: It's about time. What's going on? Yo.
0: The rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club.
4: All right. So last year, Idris Elba was the sexiest man alive, according to People Magazine. And this year the sexiest no man alive award goes, and I know you think he's very sexy too. John Legend.
3: (laughs) I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking more of me, but go ahead. All right. Well,
4: congratulations to him. He said 1995 John would be very perplexed to be following 2018 and Giselleba as Sexiest Man Alive. Hell, 2019 John is about as equally perplexed, but thank you people for finding me sexy. I'll take it. Well, of course, you know Chrissy Teigen was going to pass up on the jokes and she actually recorded the kids' reactions to their dad being Sexiest Man Alive. Here's what they said. Miles, are you so happy Daddy is the Sexiest Man Alive? Luna, are you so happy daddy's the sexiest man
0: alive? I
3: watched the movie, Mom.
1: It's kind of wild that, you know, they used to clown John Legend for looking like Arthur, mm-hmm. the Aardvark. Yep. And now he's the sexiest man alive. Like, literally, this like, uh, is like two years ago they were calling him Arthur the Aardvark. Now right. he's the sexiest man alive.
4: I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, John Legend, first of all, a great singer. He has a great personality. We love him on social media. We love his relationship with his wife. They're both really funny. I think she helps that also as far as their interactions with each other. So I can see it. He's really smart. So all of that is very sexy. So congratulations to John Legend. Yeah, congrats to him. And he's got an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, not
4: many people have that. (laughs) All right, Could now you let's say congratulations
1: get Congratulations to a man for being the sexiest man alive. Why can't you?
4: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I'm talking about as another man. Why can't you? I guess. I guess that, that, that if you don't have a fragile male ego, you can say that. There you go. Would yeah, you say it a, a complete sentence though? What do you mean? Congratulations, John Legend, on being the sexiest man alive. <laughs> or would you let somebody else say it? Just like, hey, congrats, man. Just hey, congrats, man. <laughs> 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 All
4: right, and now let's talk about power. I've been. I got to catch up on Power because everywhere I've been going, these hotels don't have stars, so I haven't been able to see it. But Power is teasing. Who could have shot Ghost? You know, I didn't even know that happened.
3: You didn't know Ghost got shot. Everybody was talking. No. About it. <laughs> yeah, Ghost got shot. I've been trying shot.
4: to not pay it, I've been trying to not pay attention because I want to make sure when I watch it and catch up, it's not you know too much revealed. Ghost to me, might be I guess- dead.
1: He didn't just get shot. He might be dead.
4: Yeah, i seen a lot of memes. I didn't know what happened. But anyway, now uh, they're putting out these possible who could have killed Ghost or shot him. We don't know if he's dead, like you said. But Dre, a.k.a. Timmy, it could potentially be him. And here's a trailer in case it is.
3: Ghost tried to frame me for murder. I trusted the wrong people. I'm never making that mistake again. I want him to pay for what he did.
4: Or it could also be Councilman Tate, a.k.a. Lorenz Tate. He could have potentially been the one that did it as well. And here's how that went.
5: I'm not about to lose my career because of James St. Patrick. He scorched the earth with me. i going
1: to him once and for all.
4: So who is it, guys? Do y'all know? Because since I haven't been well, able I mean, to keep it's, up.
1: It's actually seven different suspects, if I'm not mistaken. Because it was like seven different people going to shoot ghost at one time but I don't think it's mm. any of them I don't was think one it's, of
4: them his wife
1: yes it was Tasha it was I can uh, see that uh Lor it was uh Angela's sister it was dre it was uh Tommy mm. it was his son <laughs> it was like like they all came to kill ghost at one time who would you think it is I don't think it's any of them I actually think it's going to end up being um you A remember random the, shooting <laughs> no remember when remember the woman that they killed because she saw ghost and Tommy killed him I can't remember mm-hmm. her name, but she saw a ghost she overheard Ghost and Tommy when they killed her brother or somebody like that. I think it's gonna be somebody in her family.
3: I think it's gonna be something random like that. Yeah, There's f- so f- many people that would was, wanna though. kill
4: Ghost. It's, it's hard. No, he
3: didn't. Yes, he did. He told you who he, it was? It's Trey songs. He posted it on his Instagram. Shut
4: up. He's so <laughs> stupid. I know because he didn't tell you. <laughs> you can't hold water. <laughs> All right, and Antonio Brown is trying to shoot his shot at JT from City Girls. You know, he doesn't have a team right now, currently. He, the New England Patriots were the last team that he was on. But he's been on social media. He said, thinking about dating a city girl. Y'all tell JT, get at me. AB got the mail plan, baby. I know you just jumped, baby. Eleven, eleven. So, I guess he's really trying hard to go for it. Would you recommend, like, give him a shot? I thought she Should was we with try a... to put it out there? I thought she was dating Yadi. Is she not winning Yadi no more? I think that maybe while she was locked up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know she dated Yadi, So, I don't know if that was something that was brief. I don't know if that was a real relationship. Was that her man? Who knows? But maybe she's single now. So, you know, she posted, my birthday is December 3rd. What are y'all getting me? Y'all need my P.O. box? And he reposted it and said, check your DM, period. So okay. that's a good opportunity for him to send an amazing present. There you go. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
3: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. Now, shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, uh, I just want to say happy birthday to my baby girl. Today is her birthday. Happy
4: birthday, Madison. And Madison's
3: birthday is today. Happy birthday, Maddie. I can't you know, wait to uh, you know, pull up I, at her school and <clears throat> surprise her with some stuff. I can say this because my daughter
1: is 11 and 4 and 1, so I got a long time before I get to this point. Mm-hmm. But you keep saying baby girl. She 18, King. <laughs> right? what, what you that mean? You just being delusional. What that mean? That's, That's still still your baby, baby girl, girl for forever. Sure. Baby girl. She's 18. She's a full fledged adult. If you was on child support, today would be your lucky day. Not unless <laughs>
3: if she was going to college, you have to keep it at 21 Yeah, if you go
4: to college, you still got to pay. So she's my baby girl. Oh, okay. And she's going to college.
3: That's right. She's 18, she's old enough to buy cigarettes now, King. She ain't buying no cigarettes, but she's my baby girl until she leave his house. She old enough to buy Black and Miles now, King. She's not buying no Black and Miles.
1: <laughs> That's his baby girl <laughs> for <laughs> life. Nothing. I didn't say she
3: is. I'm just saying she is old enough to. That, what that mean? I'm just letting
1: you know. She's 18,
3: King. She, she's not allowed in Bodegas. She's an adult. <laughs> she's, not, she's, not, <laughs> <laughs> she's not allowed in 7-Eleven and Bodegas. All right. When we come back, Fresh is on. Adult. It's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Fresh is tomorrow. on, Daddy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to Andrew Ying for joining us this morning.
4: Yes, Andrew Yang, who's part of
3: Yang Gang. Yang Gang was in the building, so shout out to him for joining A us. A lot of people like Andrew Yang, mm-hmm,
1: man. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's only polling 2% at the polls, though. So all of that love, y'all be showing him on social media. Damn sure I ain't reflecting the national polls. Yeah.
4: Also, I am in Chicago. I'm on my lip service tour. Today is the last date on this whole tour. It's been a lot. We've been on the road for like three weeks now, so I'm finally coming home tomorrow. Soon as I land, I'm taking my mom to go see the Tina Turner play, so she's really hype about that, straight from the plane to Broadway, but tonight is the last night, so it's a big uh, last night for us. We're at Thalia Hall in Chicago. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs. He's on that ticket. Also, G Herbo, also Anne-Marie, and also Shauna. So, make sure y'all get your tickets. Come join us. We're in Chicago. It's the last night, and we are partying all night.
3: All right, now, Charlamagne. Yes, sir. You got a positive note? Yes, man. The
1: positive note is simply this. A positive attitude gives you power over your circumstances instead of your circumstances having power over you.
7: Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finish or y'all